the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black from Your Money. I'm Rob Black. I'm not a big prediction kind of guy. I get in front of the microphone every morning and talk about what's working, what's not working on Wall Street. I talk big picture items like getting you to retirement, starting a savings plan. Uh, One of the apps that I don't think I'm in love with, but I give a thumbs up to is Acorns. Everyone should be an investor. If you have a debit card or a credit card, Acorns is a great way to start. Uh, Why do I want you to be an investor? Because I don't think Social Security is enough to live off of. And that freaks me out. That's what drives me. I've always lived with a grandness. Like, for instance, in my 20s, I would be flying girlfriends to Miami and getting front row tickets to concerts. Um, Because Miami is a sexy city and front row is a sexy thing to do. So I always had kind of expensive taste in entertainment. And trying to match that with saving for retirement was always difficult. But at age 18, I decided I don't want to work until the day I die because essentially I saw my dad do that. Now, my dad died seven years after that, but essentially I saw that that was his plan. So when I was 25, my dad was dead. Um, My dad never really taught me a lot about money other than what not to do. He died with $60,000 of credit card debt. And it wasn't good credit card debt. It was weekend purchases. It was going to the home improvement store on Saturdays and Sundays and buying maybe a chainsaw. And like you'd go, but dad, we don't have any trees that need chopping down. Well, we have a chainsaw. So when my dad died, I actually inherited what I refer to as a bitching set of tools, Um, which is kind of sad because he died with credit card debt. I inherited tools. Plans are worthless, but planning is everything. And that's the whole goal of the show is to get you thinking about that quote. Plans are worthless, but planning is everything. That came out of President Eisenhower's tweet. No, no, he wasn't tweeting in 1957. It was out of a speech. The value of a prediction is not accuracy, in my opinion. I don't want to start or end this year and start talking about next year and telling you this is exactly what's going to happen because it's not. I like the reasoning and conversational aspects of predictions. And I like starting thinking about like, where are we going to go with this? Video games were a big story in 2020. They've been a big story ever since I've been doing the show for 20 plus years. Because I grew up going to an arcade and as I grew up, some of my habits stuck with me. I don't try to predict. I don't try to evangelize. I don't try to pimp concepts. I think you can find concepts that you understand really, really well. My listeners are pretty smart. 
one of my listeners is an administrator at a hospital and he gives me crazy updates on COVID of, you know, Oh, by the way, we moved all of our administration, which was on the fourth floor of the hospital. Everyone's working at home. So we turned that into an ICU. I'm like, is that what that looks like right now? Cause I'm, I'm definitely afraid of going to an ICU. I don't want to go. Don't want to go. And, um, I really appreciate my listeners. You guys add a crazy amount of value to my life. Um, so I'm going to talk big pictures. Like I think Disney had a great year. I think Disney will have another good year. I think they've dialed up the formula for content distribution through various platforms, whether it be ABC, ESPN, whether it be through Disney Plus, uh, the movie theaters. I, I, I think they're onto something good there. Apple has a product that we want. Um, it's almost ludicrously stupid. And the only thing I can tell you that's very similar to it was in the 1990s, late 1980s, early 1990s, I had to have a Sony Walkman. I thought I was going to die if I didn't get a Sony Walkman. Here I am, 16 years old-ish, 17, maybe 14, I don't know. Tell the mom and dad, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I wanted a Sony Walkman. The one thing that was impossible to get. Um, and Sony lost their swagger. They got a little bit too big. And the Walkman's not important anymore. Could that happen to Apple? That's the kind of prediction that I want to talk about. Because, you know, we're talking about strategies, upgrade cycles, churn, pricing, value drivers. Um, these are big questions. AT&T. AT&T happens to own Time Warner. Time Warner happens to own HBO. HBO happens to have HBO Plus, of which I broke down and got HBO because they said something that really worked for me. They said every single movie that we're going to release in the movie theaters in 2021, we're going to release also on HBO Plus. I'm not a nerd. I'm not like one of those guys that goes to the movie theater. I really need to see a big screen. It needs to be on silk. It's the best way to see a movie. I have to have the Dolby Digital. I don't, I'm not a movie-going theater nerd. Maybe I was when I was young. But I'm interested in seeing how AT&T plays out this year. Because they kind of have some secret sauce going with what Disney had this time last year. This time last year, we had just watched the first season of Mandalorian. And we're like, why did they keep Baby Yoda a secret? Otherwise, I would have got all my family Baby Yodas for Christmas. This year, everyone got Baby Yodas for Christmas. Um, it's a thing. So <clears throat> I love watching how Wall Street plays out. It works for me. Predictions are more fun when you're right. Um, there's a guy I like a lot, um, Scott Galloway. At one point in time, he said Amazon should acquire Whole Foods. And next thing you know, Amazon acquired Whole Foods. And I was like, how did he know that? Because he was seeing business through a marketing and strategy level versus through Whole Foods was kind of a grocery store in my mind, a high-end grocery store where it was a whole paycheck to get a bag of groceries. Um, it didn't make a lot of sense, but the vertically integrating of technology into other areas of our life is genius. And this is going to be a year in 2021 where you're going to see Walmart get into healthcare. They're the largest employer in the nation. Um, many of their stores customers are closer to a Walmart than they are to a hospital in rural areas. Walmart's getting in healthcare this year. And I hope it's a disruptor. I hope it, it kicks butt. 
because Amazon's also going to get into it. Amazon bought a company called PillPack a few years ago. And PillPack's genius. If you have an elderly parent, you understand PillPack. What PillPack does is they send you your drugs for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They don't send you a, a drug with 30 days, and then you need to get a refill. They tell you what you need to take on this day. And when you have a mom who's got Alzheimer's disease and she gets COVID in 2020, you're like, you're thankful that she all she has to do is open Monday. That's her big thing and then swallow whatever's in Monday. Now, that could be a problem too, but you get the idea. <clears throat> this has been a great year for dispersion. This has been a great year for disruption. It's been a horrible year for healthcare. It's been a horrible year for people dying. One in a thousand Americans have died of COVID. And that number's going to grow. Um, we're, we're not making babies as fast as we're killing people with COVID. <laughs> we'll eventually make more babies than COVID. But I hope and I thank you all for a great year, all things considered, during COVID. This has been very cathartic to get in front of a microphone and talk business. And I hope you've, I hope your 401k is at all-time highs, because it should be, or darn near close. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Little Magic Dragons bringing us out. Trying to make off tomorrow. It's amazing. No, it's just a half day. Stories this time of the year just aren't that interesting uh, to begin with. One of the things I really want to push is take care of yourself, physically, mentally, everything. Um, my mother is in her 80s. She had COVID this year. She's off the COVID, but, well, she had it. It damaged her heart, and she has a hospice worker basically with her, you know, uh, heavily at this point in time. So she has a... Uh, hospital bed in her nursing home. It's a nasty thing if you get it and you're the wrong age and you're the wrong profile. But we're seeing more and more everyday people get it. So be careful out there. DC, the makers of Wonder Woman, the makers of Superman, Batman. Those are all the superheroes that DC owns. I think they kind of half own Spider-Man, but I could be wrong on that. Um, there's something going on there, but DC has made a relationship with HBO Max um, to release up to six films a year, whether they're Batman, Aquaman, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey. Sometimes you can overdo it, but we'll find. So we'll see how that plays out. The top stories of the day, there really isn't any. It's will Mitch McConnell come around to the $2,000 stimulus or will he battle – to the fiscal conservatives. What's going to happen next Tuesday? That's going to be a big one um, in the Senate races in Georgia. Only because 20 years ago when I did this show, one of the things I would say is I would say something like, hey, Republican president with a Democrat Congress, it's A-OK. Uh, Republican Congress with a Democrat president, it's A-OK. Split government's good government. Less is more. I don't know how I feel about that during the pandemics. I would ultimately say, I think a lot of people are hurting right now. And when you see a lot of family restaurants go down, this is a different type of recession than we've had before. This is a different type of problem than we've had in a long time. 
2021, financial stability. I think that would be my phrase that pays for what I hope for for you. Have a plan. If you're 35 years old and you've saved nothing, you're way behind. If you're 50 years old and you have $50,000 saved for retirement, you're way behind. And there's a lot of factors, like are you going to inherit money? Don't count on it. So had my mom died 10 years ago when she was 75 or, or 72 roughly, had she died 10 years ago, there would have been more money to inherit for the kids. I have a brother that needs it. I told my mom 20 years ago, can I have your frying pan and your rocking chair? She has the coolest rocking chair. And she said, take them. And I said, you can write me out of the well. I, I said, I got everything I need from you. She didn't write me out of the well, but I got the two things that meant the most to me. Seeing her in a rocking chair growing up um, meant the world to me. So having that is pretty powerful. Uh, it's the image that I want to remember her with. Now that she's had COVID, now that she's had a couple strokes, she is a, a, a vessel of, of a, a body. And there's not a lot left in her. There's not a lot of fight. There's not a lot of hope. Um, she's just kind of waiting to die. I want you to have financial priorities. I want you to get to where you want to get to because in the end, we all go. So try to enjoy your time while you can, but know that Social Security is not going to be enough, so you need to compensate it. Um, Social Security is meant for the true people who fell through the cracks. You'll have enough money to buy food. Probably not enough money to pay, pay rent on Social Security. Maybe food and healthcare. So you're going to have to obsess over financial issues in 2021. I don't want you getting doomsday, doomsday, and I don't want you getting gleeful. It's just the stock market is capitalism. The stock market is people going to work. The stock market is like a reflection of that. Should you use a professional or not? That's a great question. CFP Chad Burton is a financial planner, professional financial planner. He's very, very good at what he does. I refer to his title, boiling it down, as a wealth preserver. I look at my title, boiling it all down, in simple terms, as a wealth creator. Um, there's two phases of your life, wealth creation and wealth preservation. In your 20s, maybe it's about learning financial lessons versus creating wealth. But if you wait too long, you're going to be disappointed in how things turn out for you in your golden years. And do you remember Henry Fonda and um, <clears throat> on Golden Pond? It was a movie that I didn't want to see, but my parents wanted to see it. And I had no interest in it. It was about an old man basically living the last couple years on a pond. And he's got a wife that loves him. or He's got Alzheimer's. It's it's. That is not what how I want your I, I want your golden years to be golden. <laughs> you know, I don't want you to be old Pope. Um so that's the goal for 2021 is get a financial plan together, start thinking about financial stability, get through COVID, and you know, if you get a stimulus check and you don't need it for food and rent, invest it, save it. Uh, come up with a plan for it, other than woohoo, free money. I should go get an Xbox. I fear that the $600 stimulus is the exact price of a Microsoft Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5, and that concerns me. 
Um, stick with me in the year 2021. We'll get through this all together. We'll build some wealth and we'll have some fun all along the way. Uh, be patient with yourself. Have a good new year. Take care. Thank you. I wildly appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I do love how Wall Street plays out with story-driven narratives. For instance, Mexico is legalizing marijuana. The cartel capital of the world is in the process of legalizing cannabis from farming to distribution. I would say that's a big disruptive headline, but I don't know everything. Uh, more electric vehicles should disrupt Saudi Arabia's economy. Interesting times. They, too, have an oil cartel uh, or a cartel in the world of oil. Um, some business is a little bit more open. Some business is a little bit more closed. And it's very dramatic. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare one last time for 2020, and then we can give it the big old kiss off that it deserves. Um, Mr. O'Hare, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well. Thank you. Do we do a recap? Do we talk about Boeing? Do we talk about COVID? Uh, do we talk about the transition of power? A lot of big headlines at the end of the year as far as um, Wall Street in remembrance for 2020, or do we just go straight into 2021. How are you feeling about uh, this time of year, per se, sir? Right, right. Well, you know, we might as well say we could go right into 2022 because we've already been living in 2021 as far as the stock market is concerned. Um, you know, from from my vantage point, that's really the, you know, the, the only uh, rationalizing factor in terms of, um, well, not the only one, but what I'm driving at is that the market has clearly looked well ahead of what's been happening this year and looking into 2021 for, for much better returns on, on many fronts, and, uh, in particular the health front, obviously with the ability to distribute COVID vaccines and, and those numbers picking up as the year progresses. Uh, but, you know, we're trading a lofty earnings multiple uh, that's predicated in large part on the idea that the uh, earnings uh, acceleration and earnings growth is, is going to not only deliver what is currently expected, but is going to uh, deliver above and beyond what's currently expected. That's how it's being, you know, rationalizing this this lofty multiple, of, you know, 22 times forward 12 month earnings the market's trading at right now. So, um, yeah, you know, as we look back, clearly a fantastic year for the stock market. Um, there's no way around it. You have an S&P 500 that's up close to 16% before dividends right now. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about around that. But uh, but pure and simple, from a stock investor standpoint, this was a great year. We vibe with each other, or I'm picking up your vibe, so to speak. Um, I remember this time last year, we were talking about lofty valuations on Wall Street. We we're going to 2020 with a nine, 10-year bull market which came to a dramatic close. No one could have predicted COVID the way it played out, or maybe they could have, but I don't know. It was just a dramatic event for Wall Street to digest. It did digest it. Um, right now, my my commentary on the market is like 2021 should have a pretty easy six-month environment before it starts really saying, okay, what's next? Is it higher taxes? Is it lower taxes? Is it more stimulus? Is it less stimulus? 
Um, but the stories seem obvious right now. Like energy should be a reopening trade. It should be the reopening. Like we should almost put all of our money in energy stocks and restaurant stocks and companies that are mm-hmm. going to be benefiting from more cash coming their way. Is it too obvious? Should we go with the obvious at this point in time or should we go, oh, I bet there will be a COVID, a new COVID or maybe a Russian yeah. nuclear detente or maybe Kim Jong-il you know, decides to throw a missile around or something like that. Um, is it so obvious to you? Because it seems so obvious in, in, to me and I'm a lower scale financial media than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's very obvious. Um, and I think you, you've seen that uh, manifest itself in this fourth quarter action we've been seeing. I mean, you have the, the Russell 2000, Right is up, you know, uh, what thirty two percent? Okay. This this quarter alone. So, um, you know, you've seen the manifestation of this uh, obvious recovery trade start to play out and play out in spades in a number of respects. You see a number of those. I mean, look at the cruise line stocks for Pete's sake. They're not even doing any business really, and you know they've doubled pretty much and from their lows. So the market has already sniffed out that recovery trade. But I think more to the question, Rob, what you're saying is, like, can this continue? And I think, you know, we have a bit of a template in terms of how the stay-at-home, work-from-home stocks performed in 2020 for most of 2020 and can apply that to these recovery plays in 2021 because, you know, the market can, can really uh, snatch onto a, a theme and, and, and not let go of it, even though you, you can make an argument that a lot of things are overbought, overextended, overvalued. Uh, but the staying factor for those thematic trades is the persistence of low interest rates and the promise of monetary and fiscal stimulus. Um, those things have not been taken away yet. Interest rates have been creeping up at the long end of the curve, but they're still low. Uh, real rates are negative. Um, you know, we are clearly getting more monetary uh, stimulus and a promise not to do anything to take that away anytime soon. And fiscal stimulus is coming as well. So uh, so you have a good good backdrop, certainly, to make things pretty obvious as it relates to uh, good return prospects for recovery plays in 2021. But as you also allude to, there's kind of always that exogenous factor that looms out there that, you know, can spoil all of the best of intentions. Uh, and, you know, when you go into a year already at a rich valuation, I think investors need to be kind of more mindful of, of also accounting for increased hedging activity for, for potential downside risk, right? So the market itself, because it's already priced in so much good news for 2021, it's not out of the realm of possibility that even if you get, say, a good start or or a bad start, what have you, that we just go sideways and digest uh, a lot of what we priced in this year in 2021, uh, and that perhaps those returns won't be as pronounced as a lot of talking heads are suggesting they will be. And one of the potential impediments in that, uh, in our estimation, is this idea that if you get this unleashing of pent-up demand and you get an acceleration in economic activity, you would almost have to get a jump in interest rates to follow along there. And now the direction of rates is important, but the pace of the of the increase is going to be even more important. And if you get a fast pace of increase in long-term rates, uh, even though the Fed might try to intervene to keep that from happening, uh, the stock market could could have some issues, right, that uh, are not being accounted for at this point in time. 
it's interesting that you say that because we're going obviously going to transition to a Democratic president, which I want to remind everyone, the stock market went up under Carter, it went up under Reagan, it went up under George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., it went up under Clinton, it went up under Obama, it went <laughs> up under it, it, well, it's more about capitalism to me than it is about who's in power. And yet there's some good questions like, will Biden be less dramatic? Will he help the environment? So do we go after green stocks or environmentally friendly stocks or electric vehicle stocks? There's already talks of Tesla benefiting under Biden enormously uh, because maybe that'll be his mandate to clean up the environment or be perceived as that. Um, are you looking at the transition to Democrat president and maybe Democrat Senate or maybe not, <laughs> maybe a split government? Are you yeah. How are you approaching the political issues as they uh, digest into the world of investing? Yeah, so I think we have to get over one more important speed bump, um, and it's on January 5th, right? That's the, the, the runoff date for this Georgia Senate seats, right? That will help give us an indication of whether we're going to have a split Congress or if it's going to, in fact, be controlled by Democrats in both both houses. Uh, and if the two Democratic challengers win those elections, well, I think you're going to see some near-term upset because the knee-jerk uh, understanding is that, well, that now puts corporate tax hikes and higher capital gains tax rates back on the legislative agenda, right? But the way that this market works, because it has so much monetary underpinning here, uh, it will probably then take a step back and, and then rationalize uh, a, a comeback effort on the grounds that, oh, well, this means then you're going to get more fiscal stimulus in 2021. And then that's ultimately, a, you know, a good thing. And I think really one of the deciding factors ends up being, you know, when do, do bond vigilantes always ultimately step up and, and hold the U.S. to account for the, you know, extraordinary increase in the deficits that we're running, right? And if you see that start to manifest itself in some uh, unruly gyrations, if you will, in the treasury market, you've got some issues that you're going to have to deal with. So it's kind of how I'm looking at it. I think the market will find a way to rationalize either outcome from the Georgia Senate Senate race. Uh, but again, I would remind your listeners just to really stay focused on what goes on with long-term interest rates, because that will ultimately undercut these uh, high valuations in the equity market if they happen to rise and rise appreciably. Thanks very much. We've got about 30 seconds left. Any final thoughts, any final ideas for 2020, 2021 as we move forward? Well, I just you know, want to thank you, Rob, you know, for giving me the opportunity to, to speak to you and your listeners you know, every week. It's, it's definitely a highlight of my week as well, and, and, I, and I greatly appreciate that. And I look forward to, uh, to continuing the effort in 2021. You do great work. It's wildly appreciated. Thank you, Mr. O'Hare. It's Patrick O'Hara with Briefing.com. Briefing is a wonderful resource of both domestic and international news as it ties into the financial markets. There's a lot there for people to play around with. It's a website. <laughs> it's a research site. I feel that the bias is not necessarily bullish, which I appreciate, but the bias is reported on how it plays out. And again, you can find something for sure at briefing.com for whatever type of investor you are. If you like IPOs, they have story stocks, they have value stocks, they have momentum stocks. Um, every single day I start my day with briefing.com. Patrick O'Hare is the first person that I read. His page one, solid information. Early leadership in cyclical stocks today. Um, 
positive news on another vaccine getting approved for emergency use in the UK. All ultimately building a story here. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find briefing at briefing.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This is the perfect song. We should probably end the year on this song. It's called Stressed Out. And if 2020 was anything, we had a blurry face. It's tough to like look at it. And we kind of want to move on. And we want to think about our childhood. We want to think about our mom and dad. We want to think about our best friends from like riding bicycles as kids. Like when we were the main characters of Stranger Things versus watching Stranger Things on Netflix. Um, I love 21 Pilots. It's a weird band because um, their sound is so different from song to song to song to song. So it doesn't have a vibe. Like every killer song to me sounds kind of the same. I like the killers. Don't get me wrong. A lot of Imagine Dragons songs sound very similar. You hear the guitar riff. But 21 Pilots, they do a very, very nice job of, of changing things up. Anyway, I feel that the urge to say one last time, 2020 was a stressful time. I've not taken much time off. I took off like July 4th. I took off some of these half days here and there. Uh, I'll probably take off a little bit more time in 2021. But when things are stressful, it's, it's it makes investing a little bit more difficult for you and I. Um, and I kind of want you to acknowledge that. You did good. You should be proud. Um, you got through a bear market. It wasn't a big one. It wasn't a long one. But you got through it. If I could come up with like swag to give out, um, it would be I survived the 2020 pandemic investment market or something along those lines. Like you get T-shirts like, hey, I'm stupid or I'm with stupid and the arrow pointing to stupid kind of thing. You got through 2020. It's okay. It's like one of those horrible movies where the, the building erupts in flames and Dwayne the Rock Johnson has to get his little daughter and his wife out of the building safely. And uh, people are dying. People are jumping off and terrorists are blowing up extra boat levels. And, you know, boats are going to the bottom of the ocean. Like it's, it's a disaster. 2020 was a disaster. And yet the stock market came through it. I want you to have that feeling at the end of every horrible disaster movie where the big muscly guy comes up to his wife who probably divorced him 20 years ago and her husband died during the movie. Gives her a big hug and there's this big old, ah, the sun's coming up. There's that kind of the sun that will come out tomorrow. 2020 is almost over and we got through it. <laughs> and it was a, a poop show to say the least. Um, you should feel a little stressed out. So if you can take a little bit of time off at the end of the year, do reward yourself. Um, and just know that I will always be here in some way, shape, or form when radio ends, and it will eventually end. Um, you can find me online. And when TV ends, it will eventually end. You can find me online. And hopefully we've all learned something through this whole process of a poop show of a year. $600 stimulus checks started going out last night. I heard some people actually got them deposited in their online banking accounts overnight. So I know. Um, it's really interesting because 20 years ago, I probably would have been like, stimulus checks? 
let's just run up the deficit, stupid us kind of thing. We have to pay that at some point. I don't think we ever have to pay it. We just have to kick it down the road, which sucks because when you have kids, you're like, well, maybe they're going to have to deal with it. And then their kids' kids will have to deal with it. Um, this has been a poop show of a year. I cannot stop saying that, right? Um, there's a lot of positives with vaccines. And I, I'm hoping that this was a disruptive year in a positive way. And what do I mean by that is I hope we do pull forward telehealth. And our, our healthcare system is embarrassing in the United States. We pay a lot for it and we have horrible outcomes. Um, it's just, it doesn't feel right. So I hope we get through this and improve that area. I feel the vaccines in the world, we really kickstarted 21st century effort in dealing with infectious disease. I think a lot of technology of what Moderna and Pfizer and BioNTech are doing will help with heart disease and cancer treatments in the future. So that's a positive. See how I'm trying to work this in positives? Intel's being urged to break up and look for strategic alternatives. What a world we live in, right? Intel used to be a dominant, dominant, dominant tech investment. And now they're kind of boring. Facebook will be, eventually be that way. Um, will Amazon eventually just be known as another retailer or will they always be thought of as the sexy e-commerce play? Well, they'll be known eventually as a, another retailer. Um, one of the big stories this year, Mexico has legalized marijuana. The cartel capital of the world is in the process of legalizing cannabis from farming to distribution. And they want to become the world's largest cannabis legal market. Officials hope boosting cannabis competition will reduce its price, driving down demand for underground drug markets. Mexican congressmen um, are wanting to change the image of their country. And I, I, I'm, I'm okay. That's something I can work with investing. Boeing 737 MAX is back in action. A lot of stories in financial media yesterday on that news. Boeing could have a slow grinding return to normalcy. And there still could be a lot of value in that stock. I don't own any directly. Clearly, I own some through S&P 500 funds and things like that. Uh, but that's a passive investment per se. Would I fly on a, a 737 MAX? I would. So uh, the day before I got married... I swam with sharks because why not? <laughs> you know, if a shark were to eat me, that's the, the good way to go. I'd get on a plane. If it's meant to go down, it's meant to go down. That's my imaging of how I approach the world. Humorous story yesterday. Speaking of a big predator lurking out there, uh, Bitcoin. NFL players have a habit of setting goals and trying to achieve them, right? Yesterday, we learned a big story. Russell Okung, a Pro Bowl tackle for the Carolina Panthers, wants to take half of his money in Bitcoin. Um, so if he, let's say he gets paid $10 million a year to play football. He wants $5 million cash dollars and $5 million in Bitcoin. That's not exactly a defining moment in the world of Bitcoin. But there's been a lot of moments for Bitcoin this year. Let's say it should go higher. Consult a broker advisor for taking action in stocks ever mentioned on the show. Thank you so much for listening. I wildly appreciate it. I'm Rob Black.